Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at all things Hallmark. We look at the films through the lens of uh, the technical side, the filmmaking side, as well as the romantic side. This is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And let's get started. Let's. So today we are talking about on the 12th date of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I got that right. I don't know why it's called on the 12th date of Christmas. Because that's when the magic happens. On the 12th day of Christmas is when the magic happens. I guess it's the 13th, technically. But magic is happening throughout. <laughs> magic is happening throughout, okay. Throughout all the dates, but... But it's that last one. That last one gets you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this one stars a favorite of ours, Mr. Tyler Hines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he's been a favorite of ours for a good while. Yeah, he's done a few of these, and each one he's been in we've, we've really enjoyed. He brings a... A special kind of uh, hallmark, I guess, lead actor quality to it. He's different. He's yeah, different. Yeah, he's a little unique, which mm -hmm. is why we like him. Not your typical hallmark leading guy. Yeah. He's a little rough around the edges. Cool. I would say he was cool. He plays. He always plays like a cool guy. He is very cool. You know, he always plays like a cool lead, and he seems to pull these off really well. So we're, we're a big fan of Tyler Hines. Yes, we are. And newcomer Mallory Jansen. Okay who she, she's been in some TV shows before, but this is her Hallmark debut. Mm -hmm. I've not seen her in anything before, and I wasn't sure what to expect. She was a very pretty lady, didn't know she was going to be a, a good <laughs> opponent. Opponent? Definitely not an opponent. <laughs> this is definitely not an opponent. She would be a good pair. There you go. For Tyler. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe she could have been an opponent. We hadn't seen the movie That's yet, true. so we didn't I'm, know I don't want to judge. what kind You're of plot right. they You're were right. going for. No, because it, it, it's tough. You know, we, we talk about this a lot on this podcast. It, it's tough to do these roles because there's a lot of subtlety that goes into these. And so when you do have a newcomer here, you just don't know what to expect. They might overplay it. They might downplay it. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get. And a lot of times Hallmark will pair these newer actors with a veteran. To kind of offset that and I think this pairing worked well overall yes I would say very well <laughs> well why don't we why don't we start why don't we start with the the plot summary okay and then we can talk about whether we'd like this one or not yes okay Aiden and Jennifer both want the position of head game creator at their company Situations bring them together to work on a big scavenger hunt that's centered around romantic dates in the city. Aiden likes to work alone, but Jennifer gets him to come around with baked goods and her Christmas spirit. As they work on the clues together, they go on these pretend dates that are part of the scavenger hunt, but start to realize how much they enjoy each other's company. Sparks fly as they spend more time together. The scavenger hunt is a hit. They both have their work aspirations met and Aiden professes his affection on a Christmas lit roof. <laughs> that was really good. And, and that's it. That was really good. That was really good. Um, I'm trying to get a little more... Uh, a little jazzy in there. Little, yeah. You got some jazz in there. <laughs> no, that was, that was really good. I think that was a great plot summary. I think you covered pretty much the movie there. The whole movie, yeah. I, I think 
I mean, we've, we've seen a scavenger hunt film before. We've seen a few scavenger hunt films before. A few? I think we've seen a few. I've seen... I only remember the one. I feel like there's been two or three. I don't remember them because I don't think they were great. I remember the one from last year, which was a little little crazy. Uh, they didn't really know what a scavenger hunt was. <laughs> so I, I went into this thinking we, we'd get the same thing. But I was really pleasantly surprised that they actually did go on a scavenger hunt. Yes, well, we see them creating the scavenger mm-hmm. hunt. But they were actually making a scavenger hunt. Yes. So that was really nice to see. Now, you know, having heard the plot, having seen the film last night, would you say this is a film that you would actively watch again? Is this a film you would just have on the background while you decorate the Christmas tree? Or would you avoid this film at all costs? <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that how we're rating them now? Avoid it at all Avoid costs? it at all costs. I would definitely watch this again okay i very much enjoyed it i we will get into it there definitely were some things that i had some issues with but i would watch it again i I really enjoyed these two together i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that this movie had i'm gonna say some if not the most authentic chemistry between two leads that I've seen in a Hallmark movie. Wow. Those are, those are big those are, statements. I said it. I those said are big it. statements. I, I think I would echo uh, some of that. I, on my notes I wrote down, I literally wrote down an authentic relationship. Um, and I think that's an effort by Hallmark because in the last one we saw, there was you know, a, a lot of authenticity to how the relationship you know, started and how it blossomed. Um, and this one more of that there was a lot more of that sort of authenticity that happens for me I I don't think I think I would watch the back half of this film more than the first half of the film and the reason why is I think there's a lot of technical issues in terms of uh, story script and plot that kind of happens in the first half of this movie it felt it felt very rushed and it kind of took me out of it the the mid going all the way to the end I think is brilliant absolutely brilliant I think it just had a few missteps early on that we'll that we'll go over that really kept it from being in the number one spot for me well that's why I think I would well first I would watch it again just because I really enjoyed the movie and I enjoyed their interactions Mm -hmm. I would want to see it again because I feel like there was a lot that I missed because and this is the the one thing that I had a little bit of an issue with was so you talk about the script I found that the the dialogue was very fast, very quick, and it was hard for me to catch everything right. that was going on. Like when it started, it was like a rocket shooting out. Um, it was just just very fast paced, and I don't know if it's because we were live tweeting, and maybe I wasn't fully, mm-hmm. you know, uh, be, being able to pay it to give my full attention. But I did have some issues with following along and understanding what they were actually even saying I don't know if that was because like I said I was you know on the on the tweets but mm. I would there they were just talking very quickly the things that I was catching I liked right. I could tell that it was funny got a few jokes in there but I was having some issues with the very fast-paced dialogue I don't know if you so I don't. All right. So a few things there. I don't. I don't know if it was the fact that they were talking quickly that was really doing it because I, I like that sort of quick dialogue in films. It's funny. It's catchy. You know, I enjoy that. 
from a technical standpoint, it was this sort of background music they had. The audio levels were all over the place. A lot of times, and we've had this in some other films this year, where the, the sound mixing was not great. So what would happen is there would be this cute little thing they would say, and they'd play that little jingle that I, I absolutely hate over the dialogue, and it just ruins it for me. They did that a lot in the very beginning part of this movie. They didn't really do it. I didn't notice it that much in the back half. Um, I don't know if I just was used to it by that point, but I noticed it a lot in the beginning. We were playing that little jingle when something cute happens. It, it didn't need it. These actors can act, let them act. We get that it's a funny scene. We get that it's a cute scene. We don't need that jingle all the time. And when they played it, it was super loud. So it just drowned out. So they would play the jingle, conversation would still be happening, and we wouldn't be able to catch what's going on. And that happened a lot too with room audio, where they would be talking when they're at the hotel. We could barely hear them, what they were saying. Maybe that's what it was. Like, because I couldn't understand a lot of the things they were saying. So maybe it was because the background music or noise was mm -hmm. louder than what they were saying because I was having trouble hearing. Yeah, and, it, and it's a shame because a lot of the dialogue between these actors is, is funny. Well, that's why I want to watch. would want to watch it again because I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff that you know, yeah. I, that I didn't there's a, there's the first a, time. There's a, little, there's a lot of cute little moments um, that I think were lost because of the, the, the unnecessary jingle that happens and because it, it's louder than the, uh, the actress dialogue, unfortunately. So it's, it's definitely like a technical issue. I don't think it's an issue of pacing in terms of the actors delivering their lines. I think they did fine. It's just that, that technical side. Well, I don't think it was them delivering it. I just think... There was a lot of dialogue in this film. Oh, especially in the beginning, because, I mean, think about all the plot points they have to cover. They have to cover the 100-year-old house. They have to cover his sister. They have to cover the game company, which I'm still not sure what that company does. I'm not 100% sure what they do. So they had to cover that. They had to cover his partner, who has a baby. They had to cover the boss. They had to cover her. Yeah, it was a They had lot. to cover and her grandmother. just like, kind of, like, trying to keep up. Yeah, I'm getting tired talking about this. Like, <laughs> there's so much that goes on in the very beginning of this movie. And the neighbor. The neighbor happens in the beginning, too. There's so much that goes on in the beginning of this movie that it's just a rocket ship. And it, it's not until that half point that things slow down and you let them breathe and you let these characters really get to know each other. Well, that was another thing that I was like, well, maybe it was intentional that... It was that way that this was you know they live in Chicago it's this you know fast-paced city mm -hmm. they're you know they both want this head game content position you don't even know what it is do you <laughs> you don't even know what it is the, the head of making games games okay well they called it games but I, I kept thinking video games but it wasn't because they were making a scavenger hunt so maybe they do like escape rooms or I'm not sure it, it looked like an app to me a phone app and I, I keep thinking about Hallmark and their, their apps, you know, so maybe this is just a new word. Instead of calling it a phone app, they're just calling it games from now on. Like, I don't know. I, I was very confused about exactly what they do and maybe. who they do it for. Yeah, I wasn't all that concerned with it. But towards the end, like, whenever things do start slowing down, I was like, well, well, maybe this is intentional. That when they start falling in love, things kind of start slowing down we have those quieter mm -hmm. moments and so i'm choosing to believe that it was intentional i think you're giving the script too much credit i i think i really do like i'm all for having this sort of background plot going on um i, I just think there was so much to unload in that the very beginning to catch the audience up that it was just a pacing issue i, I think it was a mistake rather than an intentional plot device okay 
well, we'll agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> but we both agreed that the back half of the movie was the best part. Yes, but even the every single interaction I feel that Aiden and Jennifer have was wonderful. Even though sometimes it may have been a little hard to hear, or, you know, mm-hmm. that was obviously the main point of the movie was to see this relationship grow and that to me was done perfectly yeah it was very realistic like you said i i I agree 100 percent. there was a lot of cute little romantic moments in this movie i had a hard time connecting with jennifer's character i did not jennifer (laughs) was me well, I don't want to say she was me, but I related very much with her. She, she loves Christmas. Yeah. You know. Okay. I'm, that's me. But just seeing her office completely decorated, if anyone has worked with me, that's what I would do. I don't think I had as many decorations as her. I don't know that I would have been allowed to have as many decorations <laughs> as she had. But that would be me at my office, fully decorated, You know, I'd have like my little Christmas tree and all the lights and it just made me happy. So I loved that. I loved that she baked a lot. I love to bake. She just was a very pleasant person. She was way probably nicer than I am, but she she kind of was in in the workplace a little scared to speak up and to tell people about her ideas, you know, feeling a little intimidated. I could definitely re- relate with that. I'm sure a lot of women can, or men, you know, anyone that feels a little t- intimidated, feeling like your ideas may not be as good as someone else's or, you know, not feeling sure of yourself. So I definitely related with that and um, that she just needed a little confidence, which she does end up getting and is beautiful to watch. Oh, good. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're able to relate with her. Um... I just I had a hard time. I, again, I think towards the end, I think she kind of calms down on the Christmas thing. We we talked about last in the last film where Andrew Walker's character, you know, loves Christmas, but he's not so intense about it. So whenever I see these characters that are just absolutely intense from head to toe, um, it just comes off as a little unrealistic to me. I bought it one hundred percent. I didn't think it was over the top. I thought it was just right. <laughs> she, I mean, she wasn't forcing it on anyone she just was baking cookies and then she'd bring them to the office and people loved them and you know she just brought christmas cheer with her wherever (laughs) she went and i loved it well that that's good that's good and obviously aiden loved it too because she broke all of his walls down (laughs) she did she took a sledgehammer and that's what i did with you he did i mean it's it's funny because i mean i definitely related to aiden's character i'm I bet you did. I did. So I think that that relationship was was fun to watch and grow. Um, so it took me a while to, to get used to to that character. Again, I don't think it was the the actor's you know fault or anything. I just I I don't like those characters in the very beginning. And I think that kind of Christmas kind of calms down. And she becomes more relatable to me towards the middle part of this film. Aiden, though, I was immediately able to, to get in connection with. When he comes uh, sliding in on his bicycle, it's like yeah, this guy's awesome. It was such a smooth, like, him just sliding in. I know, he was, like, on on the side of the bike, you know, and hops off. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, But I definitely relate to that. And, you know, I I think him 
not being a a team player and just wanting to get things done and you know I think we've all kind of I mean I say that I feel like I felt like that way before too you know I definitely like to work together but sometimes it's like all right give me my corner of the room let me do my thing we'll come talk about it later so he was definitely more relatable for me yeah and I but I related with her in that she works better with others so sometimes there's a time and place when you want to you know be left alone and Mm. you know but I do get the the aspect of working well with others in that you can bounce ideas off of each other and it helps you it helps you be better really right because sometimes you won't have ideas that maybe other people have and you know I think I think they portray that very well when they work together that they make each other better yeah no they, they definitely do make each other better so let's talk about a few of these romantic moments in the film. I know this is your, your territory. I'm sure you have a whole bunch of them. But there, there was a lot. And again, we talked about sort of the, the realistic romantic relationship that blossomed between these two characters. But why don't you lead us off on some of your favorites? So yes, there were lots of little moments that I loved. The So it's an office romance, which... I do like that story. We've seen it before, obviously, but I like the idea that they work in the same office, but he doesn't, he's never really paid attention to her, I guess, or noticed her, which I'm like, uh, Aiden, she's gorgeous. How could you not have noticed her before? But I'm sure they work in like separate parts or whatever. And she's only been there, I think, for a year. Yeah, a year and a half. year and a half. But he's, he thinks it's only been a few months. Um, but I'm still, that is the one unrealistic thing that he wouldn't have noticed her. Well, he's so focused on his work. I mean, the man doesn't go into the, the office much. He seems like he just basically hangs out in a conference room for a meeting and in his own office. So I, I buy that. I buy that he wouldn't really know her. I mean, although now that you mentioned it, that is kind of weird because they're very much into like bringing people together and they, the guy, the boss has like these weird names for people and stuff. So. I guess that is a little weird, but he's very focused on his work. He's a man of his work. Anyways, like you said, he's he's a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But I was, I did love the immediate interactions that he's like, you know, grumpy Gus and she's cheerful. I love Christmas. And one of my favorite scenes is when he has to come into her office. <laughs> and it's full full-on Christmas decorations. Well, first, we'll say, we'll start with, she has to go to his office first. And he's like, oh, have a seat. And her, this is when I knew that I was going to love her. Her facial expression when she's looking around for a chair and realizes there isn't one. And so she's kind of like, okay, like have a seat. Where do you want me to sit? And she like pulls the end table or something. I thought that was great. She didn't even have to say anything. Just her facial expression said it all. It was very funny. But then cut to him going into her office, fully decorated, and he sits down in the chair and he has to hold (laughs) this like stuffed... I thought it was a penguin at first, but I think it was a snowman. It was a snowman. A stuffed snowman. And him just sitting in the chair, kind of like cuddling this stuffed snowman, I just thought was hilarious. Yeah, and it was, it was just scene. really funny. It was a really cute scene. And yeah, I love that scene. That's that's one of my favorite ones of her looking around for somewhere to sit. 
Uh, she does a great job. And again, we've talked about this, you know, just little expressions, little expressions. And her eyes and her eyebrows were, were particularly great. The way she would use that in scenes. There's a whole bunch of scenes where she would kind of look at him as he was walking past her. So there's this one little cute scene where she gives this great cue. Um, she, Tyler comes back to her apartment and they're decorating her tree and her roommate is there and her roommate kind of looks at her and she looks at her roommate and gives her like kind of like, not a wink, but like a little nod, like, hey, leave me alone with this guy. <laughs> or, you know, this is kind of like a date thing. I thought that was a really nice turn in the movie where she's basically just all in for her feelings because up until that point, she seems a little resistant and like pushing back against the roommate. Uh, but that was a wonderful scene where she's like, no, I'm all in for this guy. And I have to say that, you know, the side characters in this film, wonderful, mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. Her roommate cracked me up. I loved her. her she was awesome. Uh, I would love to see her as a lead. I think she can handle it. It was just great. Yeah. Totally believable. She was very, she had the perfect amount of like sarcasm, being funny. I I definitely loved that character. Yeah. I looked her up. So I Googled her because I loved her that much to see. And I, she looked kind of familiar to me. Uh, her name is Melissa Elias. Elias. And she was in one other Christmas movie. It was like a really sad one mm-hmm. where I think the girl has cancer or something. Mm. Um, but so I don't know that she was that funny in that <laughs> one. But I loved I loved her in this movie. And I would love to see more of her as like the friend roommate. I thought she did great. Yeah, I mean, and I, like I said, I, I don't think I think she can upgrade from the friend roommate role to a lead. I would love to see more roles where humor plays plays a part in this because she was she was excellent. You know, and oftentimes these sort of roommate roles or sister roles, you know, they, they don't come off as genuine. They're mm-hmm. they're very hard to fake. I mean, imagine trying to be best friends with someone, and maybe this is the first time you've met them. Obviously, that's the actor's job, but a lot of times it feels very forced, and that can have a hand to do with the the script or it could have a hand to do with the actors but these two played it perfectly um and even the sister too the sister of aiden i thought was absolutely brilliant the sister and niece hands down some of the best i've seen yes i love them also we can give them shout outs because i also googled their names uh claire philippow i could be butchering these pronunciations (laughs) i'm sorry uh play shannon his sister yes we loved her she was really genuine i love a brother sister i just thought their relationship was very sweet very believable when he comes to fix her sink yeah. just that opening scene was, was great. brilliant you know mm-hmm. him running in and she you know feeling bad like oh my god you that was so i just felt like that was so authentic when he comes in and he's all dressed up for work and she's like oh you look so nice and then she feels bad that he might get his shirt messed up because mm-hmm. he's you know and she <laughs> he gets under the sink and she hands him a hammer and he's like what am I gonna do with a hammer I just thought that was great like I was cracking up laughing right at the beginning of the movie so stuff like that I just thought it was really great and then the niece Emma played by Zoe Fish we've actually seen her before she's been in a few Hallmark movies and she's adorable she was in the Christmas Club I don't know if you remember that one I think that was last year where they familiar. the money's dropped and they meet up remember oh yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, yeah she plays the daughter of the lead i think was but yeah she's adorable i loved all of their interactions together i just thought this is a real family it yeah. just was it was great yeah it was it was the only thing about that is they kind of you know make it seem like a hundred year old house is like an ancient relic from the past um 
you know, I thought that was a little a little weird. I mean, we, well, we live in a 100-year-old house. We do, but our house was taken very good care of. Like, I think maybe there were some issues that were never addressed. Okay. Maybe within those 100 years that are now coming to light. Do you think that's believable, knowing that an architecture professor lived there? Well, he was probably very busy. <laughs> Holding his salons in the, the didn't house. Didn't have time. Okay. So that was that was the only thing that was raised an eyebrow was that plot line of him. Uh, I will say though, you know, I got a little I got a little choked up, you know, when the people started calling him, being like, "Oh, I loved your I loved your grandfather. Of course, we'll help for free." Like that hit me. That whole that whole scene, you know, kind of hit me. So that's what I'm talking about when I say that the the back half of this movie is so good because they rushed through so many plot points because there was a lot going on in the beginning that they let them breathe in the second half, and that really just hit home for a lot of these for me. Yeah. From a technical standpoint, I, th- I think the script played a large part in this. I think the dialogue in the script was very honest, and that you know played a lot into why we love these characters so much. I do think that the uh, the early plot was a little rushed, you know, in terms of lighting. I think the movie was lit well for the most part. It was a little inconsistent because we went to so many locations, so lighting was varied in a lot of places where. You know, it went from, you know, this, these lovely warm yellows to the, the cold blue of the office to the weird sort of hotel scene where they're eating, you know, they're doing the, the food testing. I thought the lighting was just way too harsh there. Uh, it was completely just a little bit overblown for me. The hotel, though, itself, my goodness, what a hotel. Not just from the lighting standpoint, but decorations everything about now that. that could have been a chateau I, I was just thinking that like <laughs> that's a chateau that's that's exactly what we we're talking about if you guys listen to you know our other episodes you know we were a little little down on the chateau christmas but what we saw here in this quick little maybe five minute scene that's a chateau right there that's a christmas chateau so again that was lit well but it was it was unusual because there were so many locations here they all had to be lit differently that threw me sometimes did you experience that at all I did not. <laughs> I no, none of that bothered me, or I didn't notice it. Okay. So I was just absorbed in in the love and the romance. Focused on that because I loved. Well, I just loved every scene with them, but I really like that scene where they're. I'm not sure what the room is. They're kind of like in a smaller room where they sit down, and he's. It's like the first time he kind of realizes, like, oh, dang, she's kind of beautiful. Um, that, and it just kind of, it's it's funny because it's a visual realization that mm-hmm. he, it just sort of hits him. And that's when he sort of weirdly, awkwardly makes it known that he doesn't have a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which... I don't know. I she picks up on it, and that's why I think it's done so well because you can tell that she's picking up on it, but it's not really. She's not showing him that she's picking up on it, but we can tell. And I was just, I just think that's that's hard to do. Oh, it is. I mean, I'm sure it is hard to do, and it's those little those little things in these movies that really make it. Those little unspoken cues, where like you said, the audience picks up on it. Um, but the characters don't. And there's there's a lot of them in this. It's almost like a Where's Waldo of little hidden nods and glances and stuff. And it's really beautiful to kind of see. Almost, would you say, like a scavenger hunt? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, that is what I would say. I would say it's almost like a scavenger hunt of romantic clues. <laughs> you know, I, I think 
from a camera standpoint, camera work was fine. We didn't have those, you know, very beautiful moments in terms of uh, some of the movies we've seen, you know, where the DP gets a little crazy and they'll do these beautiful wide shots. Pretty standard work, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. But I mean, that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, that shot was off. But Well, do you know who the director was? Who? Gary Yates. Okay. Who directed Sweet Autumn. Really? Yep. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if you... I mean, I can't tell similarities, but I don't know if... Was thinking it, back on it now... Did, well, I mean, so, you know, is he the director or the director of photography? Well, he's just the director. Well, it's going to be the director of photography that has a, a large hand in setting up the shots and everything. But, I mean, Sweet Autumn was shot beautifully, so, you know, I'm sure his influence kind of showed through there. Because we love Sweet Autumn. He's doing well. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's sitting them out of the park right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there wasn't really an issue with any of the camera work at all. Technically speaking, the movie was fine. It was just the sound mixing and some of the color variations and some of the locations because they were at so many. I mean, let's talk about these romantic locations since there were a ton of them all over the city. Yes, it was definitely making me, it was making me happy, but also a little sad at the same time because I was like, oh man, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and this looks so much, this looks like so much fun, you know, going on these little dates, exploring the city, which we're not, really able to do but it was nice to live vicariously through them and get that little bit of joy from the comfort of our homes yeah yeah what was you know and hallmark will oftentimes you know kind of play up the the rural christmas countryside vibe and we have a grandmother that kind of represents that it's not often we get to have christmas in the city what did you think about that and what was your favorite date um well, I was curious of what you were thinking because I know in episodes past you've said that you, you know, you're like, give me a small town. I don't want the big city. And I'm like, no. oh boy, this one is all <laughs> in the big city. Uh, I love Christmas in both. And I really think they did a great job of still giving us all of the Christmas feels, even though it was in a big bustling city because they zoomed in and we just experienced it with these two people getting to know each other. I mean, I know, you know, I know what you're saying here. Um, I, I, I did, I did like the, the Christmas through the city. I thought the, uh, set locations were good. I, I thought the decorations they had were great. I love the B-roll that they had set up. I guess, I hope it was of Chicago that they were using, where you see... Well, I don't know about the B-roll, but this movie was not shot in Chicago. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, like, the, the B-roll they were using of Chicago. Oh, uh, right. Where you have the train or the subway. What is the subway that's on above above the city called? Well, ours is called a light rail, but I don't know if that's what they call it. I don't know. I'm going to call it a monorail. I just keep thinking of Disney, but the train, the subway above... The above way? The above way that was in Chicago where it was all decorated. I thought it was really cute. So they had some nice sort of establishing shots of the city that was good. Uh, I loved how they incorporated all the history there. All these little quaint little spots. You know, they would talk about them. And it's like, oh man, I want to check out Chicago. Well, Maybe I, I want to go I to Chicago. I felt the same way. I'm like, well, I don't know what they're talking about, but it sounds, sounds cool. cool yeah. I'd like to, you know, visit one day and see what they're talking about. I think they did a nice job. I do like the the small town Christmas vibes, but I thought this was, you know, just as good. Yeah, but, because you, you know, got to show both. You have to show people both. 
you know, live in big cities too. They want to experience Christmas <laughs> magic. So one of my fa- one of the scenes that I really liked was when they had to make the bush de Noel. I knew you were going to say that. I knew <laughs> you were going to say that. Which, well, because I love baking, I and I just think it's really cute. I love when we bake together. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's very romantic. So I thought that was a great date. And when they have to, they're going to take a selfie together after they make it. It's so really cute. They like roll it up together and their hands are mm-hmm. right by each other. And then he's like, oh, well, let's, you know, get a selfie. And then it's so realistic because it almost makes me think, were they ad-libbing just the way he's like, let's take a selfie. And then he was like, oh, well, she can take the picture. Like the woman that's giving them the class I don't know what it was about that. It just felt very real. It didn't feel scripted. It just was like, this is happening. This is, you know. So she, the teacher's taking the photo of them and he puts his mm-hmm. arm around her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you hear my my smile <laughs> through the, the microphone? So he has to put his hand on her shoulder and that... Just little, like, and she looks at it. She She does, she looks at his hand because she feels it on her. And she, I I don't know why she like looks at it just to make sure that that's what she's feeling, but it was just so cute and so sweet. And you could feel her feeling. I'm sure she had little goosebumps, Mm -hmm. you know, that his hand was on her. She was just very aware of him being close to her and touching her. And I just thought that was really sweet. Yeah, no, that was that was a really cute scene. We get another Bush doing it well. It seems to be a Hallmark staple. I really now. want to make one now. I don't, that looks so rich. I mean, every time I see these characters make that that dish, I'm like, there's no way. It's super rich. I'm going to make one this year. Okay. All right. I'm not helping roll, though. That, We're going to recreate uh, that. Let's <laughs> see. I think my favorite, I don't know, you know, the Christmas tree farm, was that a date or was it? Or were they just going there for inspiration? They're gonna get her a tree. I don't know if that was a date per se, but I love that scene. It was it was shot beautifully. It gave me all sorts of great Christmas vibes. Where she cuts down the tree, and you know we get that line, "Hold my purse," which we were just cracking up. We're like, "Yes, that is awesome. That's that fantastic. So good. That was fantastic." She makes a little notch in the tree. That whole thing was amazing. And he sits down and watches her. You know, it's great. And I and I think he calls her Iowa too. Like yeah. anytime, they, just, those cute little interactions, those cute little moments, to me. Is just sort of uh, summed up in that Christmas tree scene. Yes, it was some of the best witty yeah. banter that we've seen in a Hallmark film. It was just, it was very cute. And again, I keep saying like genuine because I just feel like these moments were so authentic and believable. And so I'm curious if there was any ad-libbing in the film but well, there was a scene where they would go to the pear cider place where aiden is saying calls it like partridge cider and she corrects him he's like oh what did i say and it almost seemed like it was like he forgot his line but it works for the character like it was just a really genuine it, yeah. scene and it kept it in the film so i think there's a few of those those few little ad-lib moments and it's, it's i'd be curious to hear what was ad-libbed and what was written in as the character to say yeah because it just felt like you were Watching it. You were watching two people actually getting to know each other and just having fun. And that's what it felt like, that they were just having a lot of fun. And I'm sure this movie was fun for them to make because it was one of the first ones made 
during COVID. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure they were just having a blast actually having interaction with other people. But yeah. just their their chemistry was perfect. Yeah. No, I think so. But, okay, so we talked about the whole my purse. The, the Christmas tree farm was great. I... So now I'm finally getting to my actual favorite scene, <laughs> which is surprising because something, but again, I love, as you'll hear throughout these episodes, I love the tiniest little details. Well, and we, we both do. We both yes. do. So it's when they are, I guess it's one of the dates, but... I don't know that they realized it's a date yet. I think they figure it out after. But they're just walking through the city, like a little market area, and they come across some carolers, and they stop to listen to the carolers singing. Mm. And it's just a very nice moment because we have, you know, you've got the hustle and bustle of the city, and, you know, the movie's been fast-paced. And then there's just this nice little moment where they're standing, listening to the carolers, and the camera cuts to Tyler Hines' character, Aiden, and he starts singing along with him. Which, from watching the movie, this this seems uncharacteristic for him, right? Because he's kind of been kind of like a Scrooge character, and he just starts singing along with them, and it just it made me so happy <laughs> to see it because I just feel like oh, he's. The Christmas spirit is overtaking him. It's very sweet. I love carolers. I love that old tradition that people still do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's wonderful. And the scene, so he starts singing and then she looks over. I think she's looking over him as I'm feeling all of this joy seeing him sing. She's feeling the same thing. And you can just tell that she's looking at him like thinking, oh my gosh, this is the cutest thing ever. And he looks over and it's almost like, I don't know if he gets slightly embarrassed that, you know, he was caught singing, but he gives her this little (laughs) elbow nudge. And I think there was another like elbow nudge, arm nudge in Jingle Bell Bride, which I loved. But this, this one, I don't know what it was, but I'm going to tell you, I got the free sauce. (laughs) From, from an I elbow the, nudge. I got from the Frizos from an elbow nudge. And it just, I that was my favorite romantic scene in the whole movie. Okay. No, I, I remember that. I remember you freaking out a little bit when it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought it was super cute. I think that entire walk where they get the, the hot cocoa and they walk down and see the carolers and then they have the idea for the, uh, the bell. Um, I thought that was just a great scene too. So this is the first time that I've gotten literal frisaws. We've talked about this before. It's my Cajun goosebumps, and this movie got them for me. Okay. So I was very, I was very pleased. <laughs> As our listeners know, I hate forced conflict in these films, and I'm happy to say that this film handled conflict really well. I thought there was a lot of honest conversations between the two leads that you don't really see. Normally what happens in these movies is someone misunderstands something and the other person won't pick up their phone as the other person calls them. So it's very sort of juvenile when you see that kind of interaction for conflict. And a lot of times it really ruins these films for me at the end. So it made me so happy to see Aiden and Jennifer talk out everything. 
when he gets to the meeting, he's like, look, I'm just letting you know this is happening. Um, I, I love that. And then we have a reason why he can't tell her right away, which I thought was great too. The boss, by the way, huge jerk. Being like, who's the boss? I'm the boss. You know, that was, that was a weird scene. But I loved how they handled conflict here. I loved the, um, the adult conversations that happened because these are adults just starting to realize they have feelings for each other in the workplace. How does that look? Awesome job, awesome job. Yes, I mean, I would say I was kind of like, conflict, what conflict? Because there really wasn't, the, you know, the big to-do where yeah. they get mad at each other or whatever. And so I loved seeing that, that it was done, like you said, like adults, very maturely. Mm-hmm. You could obviously tell there was a little awkwardness. You know, she's a little disappointed because she thinks she didn't get it. As there would but, be, yeah, yeah, exactly, realistic. But she can be, you know, a grown-up about it, be a good sport, and be like, you know what, but you deserve it, you know. They both respected each other enough that they could handle it maturely, and so I'm like, yes, more of this Hallmark. Yeah, for real. It makes it a much better movie, because at the end, it's always fallen off for me. So great job, Hallmark. Love to see more of this. Uh, Let's, you know, with that said, let's let's talk about the end. Let's talk about the end. We we can talk about it, because I, I might, well... So this movie, I'm starting to realize had a lot of, like, I'm just making these bold statements, but this movie had the best ending of the Christmas films that we've seen so far this year, for me. Oh, so, all right, that, okay, there's a lot, a lot with that statement. When you say best ending, what do you mean? Are you talking about Kiss? Are you talking about ending to the story? What, do you, what are you trying to say? The best ending that it the interactions like in the romance department Mm -hmm. i mean it was good that she got the promotion he got a promotion it all worked out for both of them but i love that it ended with the cute little it was like the extra clue to Mm -hmm. like in the scavenger hunt that they tied that in that he had the little note for her and she goes up on the roof and it's so romantic and it's like got the Christmas lights and he has champagne and he just like comes out with it. There's no beating around the bush. He's just like, I like you. And then she, you know, he's talking and then she grabs him and kisses him. And I just, it was perfect. And I have to say the kiss was perfect. You can't see me. I'm doing like, what are these called? <laughs> the, perf- the, the perfect symbol. The perfect symbol. Yeah. Um, it was the best kiss that we've seen from the Christmas movies so far. Yeah. And her. so my only complaint with it. Okay. Yes, I'm very picky about the kisses. Is that her head is kind of in the way for the beginning of it. So she grabs him and I'm like, Yes. But then her head is kind of in the way, so we can't fully see it. But then they do move the camera, and then we do get a nice right. close-up shot, you know, before they pull away, and it's very tender and sweet. And yeah, I love that she grabbed him. I love that, you know, they were on the roof. It was beautiful. It was it was perfect. Yes, yes, I I agree. I think I agree with that. I think I agree with everything you've said. I think. <laughs> Because no, really I'm right. No, I really do think you are about this. I think this is one of the most um, succinct endings we've gotten. Everything's tied up in a nice bow. Like I said, I got some feels when their house is going to be okay. All these people are helping them. Uh, everybody's happy. He gets the job. She gets the job. I thought it was wrapped up nice. She's not going back to Iowa. 
grandmother accepts her there. I love that grandmother came. Did she see the city for herself? Everything's wrapped up beautifully. Oh, yeah. and they threw It's a Wonderful Life in there, oh, too. Oh, yeah, a little clip, I was just yep. like, oh, just yep. to top it on off. <laughs> and then the, the end kiss. I, I think that scene on the roof where they foreshadow early in the film is one of the best kisses we've seen. I think, there, like you said, there was a little bit of an odd camera work there because she blocks the camera from the side. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, she, we know what's happening. We know what's happening. We know what's going on. The, the grab and she's, what does she say? She's like, you can stop talking now or something like that. Like, yeah. Just totally realistic. Totally realistic. Beautiful. A lot of times, I almost get anxiety at the end kiss because you know it's coming. <laughs> And, and I'm like, is it going to be good? I know. Is it going to be awkward? She didn't give us that chance. She just grabbed him right away. Yep. It was done so well. So great job uh, on that. And it, it's funny that it was the director of Sweet Autumn because that was our, our favorite kiss in the fall harvest was Sweet Autumn. So yeah, that, that one that was director, like over yeah. the top. That director, that director knows how to direct a kiss scene. That was just great. Yeah, this one was perfect. It was not over the top. It was just right. Yeah. No, it really was, and yeah, it was beautiful. It, the whole the whole end part there was just just beautiful. And she, they both looked so attractive. Her in that dress and the way she had her hair up, mm-hmm. I loved that dress. Okay, she yeah. was beautiful, and he was in that nice crisp suit. And well, but it, just it's how a, he wore it though, because I was, you know, I'm a big suit guy. He had the top button undone. Oh, Tyler Hines knows how to wear a suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had the top button undone. His tie was loose. It was down a little bit. Nice skinny tie. Yeah, beautiful blue. So, I mean, I'm big on suits. He wore that thing. He definitely wore that thing. So just a great end to a great film. You know, I think the only thing kind of holding this film back for me was the beginning because we had so many plot points to cover and the speed at which they did it kind of ruined it. And then from a technical side, the sound mixing was awful, especially in the beginning. Yes. I, yes, there were a few of the sound issues, but that was my only complaint. And I just kind of let that wash away and just (laughs) focused on the leads. And that took me through and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I would watch the back half again. And like you said, you would watch it all again. I would watch Um, it all. I can't wait to see, obviously, more from Tyler Hines and our newcomer. Mallory Jansen. Yes, I loved her. She... I think she could be a really big Hallmark star. I wouldn't see why anyone wouldn't have loved her in yeah, this movie. So I hopefully we'll see more of her. Yeah. So let us know what you guys thought about this film. Drop us a comment. Drop us a like. We're on Apple. Spotify. We're on Google now. Something called Stitcher. I don't even know. We're all over the place. We're all over the place. <laughs> and be sure to check us out on Twitter because we do live tweet these. It's a lot of fun. We have a blast doing that. And, you know, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Yes, thank you guys. We'll see you next time.